has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Come on down. It'll be fun. You can do it. I know you can. This is no game. This is reality. But this time, it's my reality. Come on down, Vince. You know you want to. It'll be fun. It'll be a great time. You can do it. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. Do what so many other people would love to do. Get your hands around my skinny little neck. You can do it if you've got the guts. Do you, Vince? Have you got the guts to really show up? I do. Do you? Just think of it. Just think how great you'll feel if you're able to step into the ring and break my jaw, knock me out, snap an arm or a leg, whatever you'd like, Vince. It's no big thing, but it takes guts. That's what it's going to take, Vince. Have you got the guts, Vince? We'll find out. We'll be waiting for you, Vinnie Mac, with open arms. The preceding announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Wrestling. Guns and Radio presents Wrestling, son of a bitch. Right here on GunsandRadio.com. Son of a bitch, King. I kind of <laughs> wish. I kind of wish that was the voices we were going to hear tonight, because I'm going to tell you. Uh, I watched uh, this pay-per-view last night. Oh, I should probably tell you, our topic of the week, if you haven't guessed by our intro video, is Slamboree 1998. Oh, yeah. I think we just passed the anniversary of this because I saw, like, on Instagram, people were posting about it recently. So I think we just uh, are a little late on the anniversary or right before, somewhere around there. Uh, It was yesterday. It was yesterday. Okay. May 17th that uh, this pay-per-view took place. And um, I watched at it last night. So that's kind of cool because I watched it on the anniversary. Nice. Yeah. I watched this a couple of days ago, like... Just in between doing shit, whatever, you know, watching here and there, I ended up catching the full thing. Eh. And, uh, yeah, we'll get into it very shortly. Yeah, I do find it ironic and very WCW that the match that was hyped the most is the one that didn't happen. Which was? Vince and Eric. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? There's another thing? I was like, all they fucking talked about. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, even at the beginning of this show, they like, dude, even throughout the show, in the beginning, they keep fucking mentioning it. They rarely mention the main event. Yeah. I don't know who was the fucking world champion. Um, I think it was Hogan at this time. Oh. Maybe. I think so. Because then a couple months later, the whole thing at the Georgia Dome Goldberg winning the title, I think, happened like, a couple months after this. And, of course, Hogan's on the card because, oh... I'm not dropping his title, brother. No one's good enough to fight me, brother. Hogan's on the fucking, fucking card? I didn't see He wasn't on the card. He uh, made an appearance in one of the matches later on, which we'll get into. But, like, really, no world title match? Like, what the fuck? Sam Bree's, like, one of, one of WCW's, like, big four. Yeah. I would say, what do you think their big four was? I'd say GAB, Halloween Havoc, Starcade. Mm-hmm. And I'd say either this or even Super Brawl. Would be a contender for like one of their big ones. I guess I could see that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I gotta admit, uh, you know, I said I watched at this pay per view, and that's really accurate because um, 
Um, I just couldn't make it all the way through, man. I was dozing off. I was bored. <laughs> um, my girlfriend, I was using the TV in the living room, so my girlfriend wasn't happy with it. Um, <laughs> and I watched WCW. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're going to get into the pay-per-view and everything, but I got to be honest. The further down the card we get, the less I actually watched. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like typical WCW back in this era, bro. Great undercard. The mm-hmm. norm, like the main event's just like, ah, okay, cool. And then like, there's like 74 swerves. The undercard was like, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, there's been better undercards. This one had like some some decent stuff, but like nothing that like blew me away, you know? Alright guys, so here's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to review Slamboree 1998. We're going to go match by match and talk about the pay-per-view and where each of the contenders are today. So, let's get started right now with the first Mm -hmm. match. And the first person we see walk out to the ring is Chris Benoit. Ooh, redacted. <laughs> oh, well, that's well, an obvious. There goes that plan. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of setup for a really dark joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christopher, 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 why you do such things? You know, I was talking to my girlfriend about it. And, you know, before, you know, the whole thing, that a lot of wrestling fans try to use Chris Benoit's legacy and then put like a footnote, oh, man, maybe he killed his whole family. What, but, but, you know, he was a great wrestler. Yeah. And I'm not finding excuses for him or anything like that. I can't no, be bothered. Not at all. I have, my, I have to find excuses for my own goddamn self. I can't mm-hmm. find yeah. excuses for somebody else. Um. But I will say this. Not only did this man murder his whole fucking family, he murdered his entire goddamn legacy. Because now I can't watch a single Chris Benoit match and that not be the only thing I think about the whole time. Yeah, dude. Literally, that whole Benoit incident almost killed wrestling in 2007. So, like, fuck you. (laughs) So, Chris Benoit and what young, hip amazing upstarter did he fight tonight for finley the uh, current reign defending wcw world television champion titles on the line in this match too i love how in 1998 fit finley looks just as old as he did when he was in wwe in like 2004 yeah dude he just like what, shaved the hair. yeah he just shaved the hair and that was it <laughs> Of course, that means Hornswoggle was currently under the ring in WCW. That's what I'm going to yeah. tell myself. Or I think it was like an afterthought. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice during Chris Benoit's entrance that the WCW mascot was dancing around. I put that in my notes. You even see it during you and Fitz's entrance, like like to the right of them. I'm just like, what the? Is that Macho Man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a Slim Jim thing? <laughs> yeah. It's never uh, a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. Who was that fucking mascot? What's it, it looked like a Randy Savage type thing. So maybe I'm like, oh, maybe they're just like trying to use like that Slim Jim money. I'm going to put in WCW 90s mascot. I was going to say like, 
WCW's probably best acquisition was Randy Savage just because of the Slim Jim money they got from it. Yeah, that was brilliant. Uh, Dude, millions right there. Might have even been this fucking mascot. Uh, in fuck, they're still airing those Slim Jim commercials in 2001 when they went out of business. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, they also, like, uh, the voice at the end of every commercial, whether Randy Savage was in it or not, still goes, Slim yeah. Jim! Slim Jim! You know? Oh, yeah, it's the purple one there. Yeah, that was the fucking... Wildcat Willie. Wildcat <laughs> WCW needed a fucking mascot. Let's think about that. Did WCW, does any wrestling promotion need a fucking mascot? Like, Yeah, what? Especially like like WCW at that time was like carrying more to the eighteen uh, fifty four sort of like demographic and like this is shit you'd see like in like ninety five WWF where it's very like cartoony and it was all hell. Yeah, you don't see this shit uh, mentioned. You never see Wildcat Willie mentioned when they're talking about how WCW was edgy in the nineties and that's why they beat us. No, they beat you because your product fucking sucked ass. I was gonna say yeah. Because Vince is worried about oh. gimmicks. I just want to say, uh, if you're watching the video version of the show, uh, this guy right here, good buddy of mine, Blade, Blade Braxton, this is his website. Rest in peace, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, wrestle crap, away. man. He passed away uh, a couple of months ago. and uh, Man. Yeah, that was, that was rough. Rough seeing folks yeah. your age just die, you know. That's, I have no idea mm-hmm. what happened. I still don't know what happened. I just looked mm-hmm. on. Actually, I was watching a Brian Zane video on wrestling with regret, mm-hmm. and it opened within memory of um, Blade Braxton, and yeah, that 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 uh, that made me sad. I believe that's him. It looks like him anyway. There's Wildcat Willie. Now, there's a replica belt that you could get some big money for on eBay. Let's have a look at that. I was going to say, yeah, because I, I, if you look like, if you don't look like far, and I thought it was like the NWO spray and pin, spray and belt. I was like, oh, look, they had that, that a fucking mascot too, NWO. Wow. Oh, hang on. Like, who wasn't in that group? <laughs> Wildcat Willie turned on WCW. Fuck. <laughs> Wildcat Willie, you go straight to hell. Where you go to hell, Wildcat Willie? Now it came. <laughs> He's a third man. <laughs> Bobby Heenan's like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> the third man was Wildcat Willie all the fuck along. <laughs> that was the original plan if Hogan said no, it was going to be Wildcat Willie. <laughs> I mean, it's down to him or Sting, apparently, so I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine how that would have went, though? Let's see. Why isn't my magnifier working? This is bullshit. Oh, fuck. Whoa, whoa. Way too whoa. fucking much. <laughs> Let's calm it the fuck down there, bud. <laughs> yeah. Just showing all the spoilers there. <laughs> what the hell just happened? I'm showing you behind the scenes and every fucking thing. Uh, I'm working on a project right now. Uh, let's see. Hopefully it didn't get my porno in there. We get... Why isn't the motherfucking thing... Okay, we're having some technical difficulties. This is way too much trouble for goddamn Wildcat Willie. Fuck this. Yeah, yeah I'm going to look <laughs> into it. Yeah. It just looks like a random fucking title. 
It looks like something yeah. you get at like, at like a, a dollar store knockoff, like 20 bucks. Like, yeah, this is totally a WWE title. Nope. <laughs> wrestling champion. <laughs> Just wrestling champion of the world. Why does Wildcat Willie get a belt and fucking Booker T doesn't? What? <laughs> Booker T had to wait like fucking two years. Someday, Booker, someday you'll be as good as Wildcat Willie. And then if you think about it, he waited another five just to get buried by Triple H <laughs> at WrestleMania. Ah, damn. Well, uh, in that match, um, that amazing... Uh, actually, that one wasn't a bad match. Yeah, Finley Benoit was okay. It had some pretty... It was like a... It started off slow. Um, it was very like... I like the little like test of strength. It was very... Uh, like slow and it had like its pieces, whatever. Um, the crowd was into it because they were chanting Finley sucks. So I was like, oh, okay. So the crowd's kind of into it. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's some stuff on the outside, which is pretty cool. And like, they somehow, somehow, uh, some of the chair is used and there's like no DQ. What? It's WCW, man. It's WCW, relaxed rules. That was, oh my God. I, I watched most of like 2000 WCW and that's all you hear all the time. Oh, the rules are relaxed, guys. Fuck off. Yeah, that's Tony Schiavone trying to cover for the fucking fact that nobody had any kind of idea about God yeah. psychology or any <laughs> thing back it, Yeah, it was cool, yeah. WC- that's one thing about WCW, though, is Mo- Monday, I almost said Raw, Monday <laughs> Nitro was on, was on point. At but times, yeah, your, definitely. Your pay-per-views would always be fucking, like... An episode of Thunder that you have to pay to watch. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with, like, WCW, because they're technically owned by a TV company, so, like, all they care about is the ratings or whatever. I don't know if the pay-per-views ever brought them any, like, money or whatever, but... I mean, I didn't give this one a rating, like, star-wise. Dave Melser says it's three and a fourth star. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I gave it three and a quarter. It was good, but I don't know. For an opener, I expect something like that like catches your attention. I would have thrown the cruiserweights, like a cruiserweight match or something right there, and just have dudes do flippy shit and whatever. That sort of you know gets the crowd going right from the start. I would have put this like second or third. Yeah, uh, the cruiserweights do something interesting here in a little bit. We'll get to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Up next, what may be the match of the night, uh, hands down. Uh, Lex Luger. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of the worst, I'd say. Versus Brian Adams with probably the greatest manager of all time, Virgil. I, I mean, Vincent. Virgil Vincent. <laughs> Vincent Virgil. Yeah. Great signs. Great signs in the crowd here I'm seeing. There's one that says, where are you, Vince? We're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> or and he's right there. Here yeah. he is. Wouldn't it be some shit? Uh, we're going to get into the Eric Bischoff match in a minute. Yeah, that quote unquote uh, match. Yeah. There's, we're we're going we're gonna to deep dive into that segment. for. I've got a plan for that coming up. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll save that for that comment. For yeah, the there's another funny sign I saw here. Wannabe Wrestlers Federation. <laughs> <laughs> Lex Luger wins because for those of you that never heard of Brian Adams, it's not the guy that wrote Summer of '69. Yeah, not uh, the Canadian guy. Yeah, it's much shittier than that. Uh, what's yeah, this is chronic. 
Yeah, this is pre-chronic Brian Adams. Oh, so the one nobody gave a fuck about. Wasn't he? Yeah. Was he Adam Bomb or was that the other guy? I think he was Adam Bomb. I'm gonna double check this. Hang on. Unfortunately, Brian. I don't. Think Brian Adams, I believe, isn't with us anymore. Oh well, so we can shit talk him is what I'm hearing. A little bit, yeah. He's he's been dead since those seven. So. Really, I didn't know. Yeah. That. Yeah. Oh no, this was Crush. Remember Kona Crush. Ah, there we go. And he was the kiss demon for like five minutes. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think when they did, um, when they introduced it with the whole like, kiss segment, whatever, I think it was Brian Adams in the whole getup, whatever. And then, like, he just he didn't give a fuck about it, and then he just gave it to Dale Torborg. Oh, man, that's funny. That is funny. I believe oh, that's how the story is, I'm not sure. From combined drug intoxication. Well, that's sad. Yeah, yeah it is pretty sad, but. Uh, who was his tag team partner in Chronic? It was... Brian Clark. Brian Clark, okay. Yeah. All right, well, there you have uh, that piece of shit. I'm sorry yeah. I that he's dead, but... Yeah, it was like a very brief, quick match. Not much there. Um, Luger wins the torch rack, sure. Luger needed something to do because they were paying him so fucking much. Yeah, I was going to say, this felt more like something you just like throw on TV to kill five minutes. This doesn't feel like a pay-per-view call match to me. This whole pay-per-view feels like a shitty episode of Raw. Like It feels like a shitty episode of Thunder. Yeah, this one I gave a star and a quarter. Because it was like, eh, it had a few points, whatever, but not much else to it. No substance, like five minutes, and that was it. Oh, uh, well, you're nicer than fucking uh, Dave Meltzer was. He said it's a half star, so... Uh, well, um, I think Dave's a little nicer than me because I, I got to be honest. I got up and I think I went outside or something. I, I should have. Fuck. <laughs> All right. So here's here's the part uh, we're up to next. Um, we we go to um, Perry Saturn cutting a pre-taped pro- promo mm-hmm. against Goldberg. I wonder how that's gonna fucking go. Yeah, it was an alright promo. Now we'll say, so now we're up to the cruiserweight battle royal, which is match three, and I love how Jericho comes out and he insults everybody as they're walking <laughs> to the ring. <laughs> now I got to be honest, most of the people are these luchadors yeah. whose name I either can't pronounce or I'm uninterested in learning. Yeah, um, I have them. the list here if I'm going to list them down. Okay, well, hang on. Before we do, I do want to say I've got some of the burns he did. I had to write down because they were my favorite. Uh, <laughs> when Chavo Guerrero came out, Jericho said uh, he was a great bartender, but it hasn't translated to his wrestling skills. <laughs> <laughs> that one made me happy. Uh, and then also in the match, we had... Uh, some people that I did know, Billy Kidman, Marty Jannetty. When Marty Jannetty came out, uh, I was like, "Oh wow!" Uh, yeah, Jericho says he's gonna rock, rock till he drop drops. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Uh, and then Psychosis. When Psychosis came out, and Jericho was like, "Hey, if you need hubcaps, he sure got a lot of them in his collection." <laughs> The blatant racism you get away with the 90s. Amazing. <laughs> that one made me chuckle. 
And then the one good. that I'm most interested in, I could not pronounce this name. Cyclope? Cyclope? Cyclope. Cyclope, I think they're calling him a commentary. Cyclope? I don't Cyclope. know. Cyclope. okay. Cyclope. See, I was I, I listened to the commentary like four times, rewinding it, trying to figure out what that fucking name was. Yes, so read us the list of everybody in this battle royale. Oh, uh, yes. We had Damien666, El Dandy, El Grillo, Juventud Guerrero, Juvi Juice, uh, Chavo, we mentioned, Marty Janetti, Billy Kidman, Lenny Lane, Psychosis, uh, Silver King, Super Calo, Villano 4, Johnny Swinger, the Swingman, and um, Evan Courageous, but it's spelled differently. Yeah. Yeah. Evan Courageous. Yeah, Evan. Nothing happened in Evan Courageous. Is that? I believe that's what Tony Schiavone calls him on his podcast. Uh, well, something happened with him. He he was he went he was in three count. Yeah, I mean that, and then the other two guys had a better career. What's it saying for you though? When the best thing that happened on your card in a period in like a whole year was three count. Yeah, it's just saying the cruiserweights are literally holding this ship. Yeah, because they literally were in two thousand. There's a lot of good matches. You ever see like three count and um, young dragons? Those guys like fucking tore it up every every other fucking pay per view. They had a ladder match for some reason. Air raid, air raid. Yeah, like the whole cruiserweight tag thing. Even though it's very like short lived and the titles looked awful, it could have went weeks. somewhere. It lasted yeah. three weeks, I believe. The no, the um, actual titles. They yeah, the tournament lasted like three weeks, but. They were crowned the first champs at Greed, and then like a week later on the last Nitro. It's like literally it lasted maybe less than 14 days. That was the worst. Uh, yeah. It could have went imagine, somewhere, hopefully, but you never know. Can you Tomorrow. imagine going to WCW and getting signed, and then uh, three weeks later that shit happens? I swear it's ha- it happened to like a few uh, guys from like ECW who were like signed there and then never ended yeah, up Yeah, like Lance Storm. No, Lance, oh, Storm, Lance was, Storm was there. there. No, he was there. I think it was like, because I think it was like Steve, there's a story like it was Steve Carino or I think Kid Cash as well, like signed with WCW, but they never ended up like debuting ever because the company went out. <laughs> I know Road Dog showed up at Nitro looking for a job on the on the, the last night in Panama City. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Anyway, the match ends when it comes down to Juventud Guerrera and Sika Sikolope. 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 Uh, I put in my notes, since I couldn't come up with a name for this one, uh, I put El Dino. El Dino. <laughs> and uh, so uh, it looks like they're about to battle. Juvi and... Uh, El Dino shake hands, and then Hoovy jumps out of the ring, eliminates himself, and Cycloplay or El Dino, whatever you want to call him, I prefer El Dino. El Dino, El Dino, uh, uh, wins the wins the match and gets a shot at Chris Jericho's cruiserweight title, and then Cycloplay El Dino takes off his mask, and guess who was underneath? Fucking Dean Malenko, and the crowd pops huge for this. Dean Malenko was really over in the 90s for a guy with, like, no charisma. Yeah, it was like that whole program with him and Jericho got really over in, oh, in yeah. 90. Yeah, it was like 97, 98. 
It was like night and day. I think that I think that's why that worked though, mm-hmm. because Dean had no personality. Jericho mm-hmm. had all personality. Yeah. So like Dean's straight laced and Jericho's bullshit pissing him off. It's kind of like those Jack Links messing with Sasquatch commercials. It's yeah. The, <laughs> it's the same premises of comedy. Like you're bothering a guy that doesn't want to be bothered. Um. But this would be uh, not good for Jericho. Where is Dean now? Is he still working in WWE? He's uh, He was in WWE for years now, but now he's working backstage with uh, AEW. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like agent producer there now. He took the money on Ring of Honor Deluxe. Yeah. Man, if... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Ring of Honor Deluxe Edition. That's what AEW is. Yeah. Man, if you hear the shit that Dean Malenko has been through, like, for the last God knows how many years, it's insane, dude. The guy suffered, like, I don't know how many heart attacks, and apparently now has Parkinson's. Oh, that sucks. So he's been through a lot of shit. He also has, like, diabetes, I think, as well. Jesus Christ, man, can't yeah. wait for losing. You can, man. He's, he's been through a lot of shit, so you gotta, like, I have to give him credit, like, respect, like, to, like, okay. put up with a lot of that, like, health problems and all that shit in your life. It's crazy. But he's still working, man. He's still, uh... You know, providing knowledge to the youth. Well, that's good. He's still influencing. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Chris Jericho, we're talking about where they are now. Jericho, as we all know, is uh, in AEW. AEW. is in Awa. <laughs> and uh, up next, we've got another match that I thought was going to be a ho- Oh, yeah. Uh, on the Battle Royal... Um, Uncle Melser says it was uh, a star and a quarter. But really? on the cruiserweight title, uh, Big Daddy Dave gave it uh, a three and four star. I don't know if I agree with that. I think that was definitely a four, four star territory in my book. I don't know. I mean, like, the Battle Royal was okay. I don't know. You could see, I see it's a cruiserweight Battle Royal. I expected a little more, like, flash, pizzazz, high fly shit. But. You know, I get it is what it is. I gave it like two stars of Battle Royal. The uh, Malenko-Jericho match, I thought was pretty good because they had the story woven in there. Um, and there was doing all this stuff, you know, like story-wise. And so it definitely had like heat going in. Um, and the crowd was really fucking into it. So that definitely helped the match. I gave it a three stars. Well, up next is a match that I wanted to be better than what it turned out to be. Yeah, because I was like, oh, DDP and Raven, they've had some pretty decent matches throughout their career. I mean, like, they had a a couple okay ones in TNA. Yeah, and then we get to uh, this cage match. Yeah, that's uh, another one of Raven's, uh, I put it in my notes here, 74 unique match types, where it's basically just an excuse to throw a chair at someone. Literally, Uh, think about this, though. He's got, what, Raven's Rules. Clockwork Orange House of Fun, this fucking Bowery shit. Like what? what? Yeah. <laughs> what else? Someone let me know. Cause there's fucking so many more. These like Raven specialty matches. Okay, so I'm gonna do my best to talk about the finish. Raven's flock tried to interfere. Which Raven's flock in WCW? Uh, I have since. I mean, I knew it. I guess kind of, but I hadn't really thought about them in years. Yeah. But um. To me, the flock is just a bunch of guys I couldn't give two fucks about. Yeah, like, just guys, they just like, here, Raven, do something with these guys. Like, here's a bunch of guys we hired, and we don't know why the fuck we did, but we're going to give them to Raven and see what the fuck happens. 
And uh, anyway, the flock, a bunch of jobbers, try to uh, interfere, but they're stopped by Van Hammer, and I put in my notes, who cares? Van Hammer with the fucking single nipple ring over there, like, what the fuck? Who gives a fuck? Van Hammer? Who the fuck is Van Hammer? I never even knew. Van Hammer is some wannabe fucking guitar player wrestler. Like, it's such a terrible gimmick. And then after the match... This guy in riot gear gets in the yeah. ring. He yeah, handcuffs the... everybody to the cage. And the handcuff spot took like 30 fucking minutes. It took forever. He's like, here's one. Here's like, Just like knock the fuckers out. That's it. The guys, the guys. We have to moving. handcuff them all to the cage. What? Who the hell has that much time to carry like eight pairs of handcuffs? What, are you, like, are, what are you like doing kink shit? The way he's going about it though. He's like walking around with he's his taking his sweet ass time. Talking. Probably like, like, what the fuck? Like, we don't have a time limit here. Like, I got all night. Like, you know, he goes handcuffs one guy, stops, takes a piss, smokes him a cigarette, mm-hmm. and then he goes handcuffs the other guy, runs across the street to the deli, gets himself a sandwich, forgets what the fuck he was doing, remembers he had some shit to do, moseys his way back into the arena, handcuffs Mm -hmm. the next guy, takes a cab to the strip club, parties for four hours, comes back, and then finally handcuffs Raven. That's what it felt like. Yeah, it took fucking forever. I'm just like, there has to be a a better way to do this. Just like come in with like a... You're a ride squad. You have the fucking baton. Just go boom, boom, knock, boom, boom. Hit them all in the fucking skull. And then, you know, handcuff Raven, handcuff one person then. And then yeah. just, you know, do the spot. That would have been perfect. Or better yet, get in the cage, lock the door. Yeah. and Handcuff the door. Yeah, you have the baton there. You can sweep that in as a lock. Yeah. There you go. Man, you have all the shit. weapons already in the cage. Boom. There you go. Shit in wrestling awesome. doesn't make no sense sometimes. Yeah. I don't like, know, man. I will say I'm glad they had a lid on the cage because I hate that escape the cage shit. Yeah, this is I like that. I it's hate very much confined. I hate those kind of matches because if you're gonna climb, everybody always climbs the fucking cage. Why don't you use the goddamn door? Exactly. Like yeah, the guy's right there by the door. He can stop you. What's stopping him from getting up while you're yeah. cl- slow climbing up the goddamn cage? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like the escape rule, like with like these cage matches in wrestling, is just like a cop out. It's just an easy way out. That's why yeah. I'd rather have have like this. Have them in the side cage the roof, close them in. Cause that's what the cage match is supposed to be. Like you know, yeah. Like, the heel can't run. You can't do any chicken shit bullshit. You know, friends can't interfere. Exactly. That's you what it's supposed to be. Stop the just, goddamn flock tonight. Yeah. That was. I don't know. I wasn't anyway. crazy about that. He handcuffs Raven to the cage and all this other shit. Oh, yeah, this is after the match, by the way, because DDP yeah. wins with a diamond cutter. I, Walks I'd through the crowd. Time. Everyone's like, yeah, diamond cutter, feel the bang. Woo. Yeah. And so the guy takes his mask off, and who's underneath? Somebody exciting that was worth all of this weight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck no, it was Mortis. Goddamn <laughs> Canyon. Mortis. Well, that was before I think he went by Chris Canyon. But... After all that, it's fucking king. Yeah, like, it's just like, uh, fucking canyon. 
They call it Marty's. They ain't no fucking Marty's. It's a goddamn canyon. And I remember looking at the TV going, all that shit. And it was fucking canyon. Like, yeah. Like, it wasn't Perry Saturn who he's feuding with. Yeah, it Perry Saturn was like, I don't need the flock. Yeah. You know. Hulk Hogan joins the flock. Anybody? <laughs> no, he was against Raven. Yeah. Raven Hulk Hogan. I don't know. It could have been anybody else. <laughs> I, it was WCW back then. It didn't need to make fucking sense. <laughs> if it needed to make sense, then why did we just spend fucking the, the last three hours watching fucking Canyon handcuff everybody when he could have just locked the goddamn door? Handcuff the door closed. Yeah. I was going to say. If he Stupid. Didn't, if he didn't want to make sense, should have had Vince Russo there. Might as well. Take the mask off. Let it be Vince Russo. I swear to God. You get a swerve. Yeah. Let's look at the card. Take the fucking mask off and let it be fucking... Well, Booker T already interfered in the first match. Yeah, he interfered in the first match. Booker T Uh, with the friggin... uh, Look like he's about to go to his cubicle. Let it be fucking Lex Luger. (laughs) Let it be Brian Adams. Somebody. Well, then the NWO feuds with the fuck. I would even take Marty Jannetty. Sean O'Connor. Marty Jannetty hides a kite. He thinks Raven is Sean O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, this is, I don't know. It had its moments. It was okay. Um, two and a half stars. Uh, oh yeah, I was gonna see something here. What did, uh, Diamond Dave get it? Give it here. He claims that this is a two and a half star match. Yeah, it, was, it had okay moments. VCR to the skull, that was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> VCR, that's a first! You see, you, know, you see what I'm saying? We didn't have VHS players back in the day. That was not a thing. We didn't have VHS back in the day. Nobody said VHS until yeah. DVDs came out. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever called them a VHS. Like, I'm, oh, look, check it out. I got Weekend at Bernie's on VHS. No, mm-hmm. nobody ever said that. They, we had tapes. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, man, come over. I, just, I got the new WCW tape. Let's watch it. Oh, mm-hmm. sweet. And then you didn't have a VHS player. That was not a thing. You had a VCR. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> So, it's so weird to me how that terminology has changed and yeah. nobody's noticed. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing, too, about this match. This is the only ref bump of the night, surprisingly. Oh. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, it's WCW. I probably expected at least, like, four in this match. Yeah, that, I think this is the only one, for what I recall correctly. And that's just the first match. But I was going to say, wait, Vince Russo wasn't booking this yet, so we're okay with that. <laughs> we're good for uh, two years. Up next, we go back to the Vinnie Mac cam. They spend like 15 minutes going to all these security cameras. Yeah, they're just following some white limo and like Doug Dillinger's there. I was like, oh, they got him an all-access pass. That was really nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'd have showed up. Oh, it's an all-access pass. They gave him a dressing room and shit, too. I would have showed up, went to the dressing room, ate their catering, uh, took my limo and left. That's it. Why not? It's free or, shit. Or, or what you do is, is you make them, if, if, if Vince wanted to be a dick, he could have showed up, sit in his dressing room, 
made them postpone till the main event. And you know how Halloween Havoc, they ran out of time and got thrown on the air? Off oh the air. God. Get thrown off the air as Vince is walking to the ring. <laughs> or, dude, better yet, you should have just sent freaking Stooges. Just sent Briscoe and Patterson. <laughs> We're his representatives. <laughs> Shield heat, brother. Nothing that clever is going to happen tonight, folks. Yeah, but, unfortunately not. <laughs> up next, the late great Eddie Guerrero versus Ultimo Dragon. I did watch this match. I did enjoy it. I don't remember who won. I think uh, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie won. Okay. Yeah. So the stipulation here was that like if Ultimo Dragon wins, um, so apparently I guess Chavo is like has like some contract with Eddie or whatever, and like if, if Ultimo Dragon won, then Chavo would be freed from from doing being Eddie's bitch or whatever. I don't know. What it seems like, yeah. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, this was not like not a bad match, but I don't know. Like, I expect like Eddie Guerrero and Ultimate Dragon to like fucking like tear shit up. Uh, there wasn't much high flying. I was like, what? What's going on here? There's a lot of technical shit though. Yeah, but there was like there was like a little story woven into it. It was, it was more technical. They were doing more like ground game stuff, but at least there's a bit of a story, and that kind of even leads into the finish as well. Yeah. Where you have Eddie and Chavo, they're like arguing, whatever. Eddie ducks, boom. Chavo gets fucking spin kicked by Ultimate Dragon, and then that gives Eddie the, the advantage, whatever. Brainbuster, Frog Splash for the W. Um, and it was weird because then after the post match, Chavo's like being the shit of Ultimate Dragon. I'm like, wait, what? Did he plan this all along? Swerve, bro. <laughs> yeah, but then like Eddie stops him for like some reason. I guess like Chavo's like pissed, like, you, you should have won, you stupid. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Go back to Japan, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Eddie offers Chavo the free shot. His hands behind the back. He's like, come on, brother. You couldn't fucking do it. Think about it, man. This is mid-1998. Yeah. Eddie would be in WWE, what, later that year? No, no. They, they, the Radical showed up at the beginning of 2000. It was, like, end of January, being February. Yeah. That is so wild to think about, that they were only there... Less than a fucking year Eddie spent in WWE the first time then. Yeah. Because by then, 2001, yeah. he was gone. Yeah, because of the car accident. And he was like, they canned him because for like his, uh, using like drugs. drugs and shit after that, after the whole car accident thing, which happened in WCW while he was That's there. That's so yeah. wild to think about that all the best Eddie Guerrero shit, in my opinion, happened within like a year, less than a year. Yeah. And then like after he got canned from the Fed, um, he had a pretty decent indie run. He was on like the, a lot of the first few ROH shows, doing stuff yeah. like that. He was on had a good indie run for a year, then they brought him back finally. Yeah, well, I, I say all the best, all the most memorable Eddie shit for me happened in that little bit of year. Maybe uh, he had some great moments though. Like I loved his feud with Van Dam when he oh, first yeah. came back. When he first <laughs> came back, uh, I loved his feud with Rob Van Dam. And then, uh, of course, you know, when he won the world title at WrestleMania, not won it, but he won it at No Way Out, but when he did it at WrestleMania 20. Yeah, that was a great match. That was really cool. Uh, Even his last Mm -hmm. feud, the one with Batista. Yeah, even the stuff with Raven a bit before that. I mean, besides the whole, you know, custody of a goddamn child in a ladder match. But it was like still fucking yeah. still good shit. Like oh man, you remember when Eddie was? You remember when Eddie's on Raw and he was having a ladder match and some fan ran out and knocked the ladder that? over? 
was that one of those times he was doing with Rob Van Dam, I think, with her, like, over I think so. And then I some think crash, it was one of those. Some Crash Holly-looking motherfucker ran in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> oh, Even gosh, Eddie said he thought it was Crash Holly. <laughs> he said, I thought it was Crash Holly, and I was like, did I forget something? <laughs> and he knocks him over, but Eddie gets down as the ladder's falling. Like he jumps down and then clocks yeah. the guy as security's pulling him out. Listen, man, any fans jump over that railing, bro, you're getting your ass kicked. Like yeah. there's like so many like instances of that happening. You know what my favorite fan swerve run in of all time is? What's that? Batista when he oh was- the. the- <laughs> When he was backstage warming up as they're coming like, into commercial. <laughs> and then you see the, the fan run in front of him. Like, beep, 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 and then you see him look and take off and security Whoa. run by. And then you see Dave trying to get back into character. Like, he just he can't do oh, it. Like, He's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's my favorite. That That guy needs to go in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Give him the Warrior Award. That and that one screaming fat kid in all of the WCW pay-per-views that year from the <laughs> 90s. You know that one fat kid with the bowl cut? Oh, fuck. I'm trying to visualize. I can't right now. Oh, man. I don't know. Google wrestling fat kid. Let's try that. WCW fat child. Fat asses. <laughs> I got him fat All right. Hang on. Let me try. Let me see if I can find him. Well, image search it. Surely. Who is the... F- oh, there's a fucking thing on Reddit. Who is the fact? Yeah, guy? there he is. That's him. Oh, oh yeah. That kid he was, right was there. He was at a show. Well, yeah, but he was at, like, all of the shows. Like, he was at WCW. Like, like this ain't the only one of this particular fan. Yeah. Like, this fan appeared... And many, many wrestling shows. Like, oh, like, shit. Years. In the first one, you saw um, uh, Vladimir there. Like this? In the No, no. In the first <laughs> one, you showed. Not that. That's the dude from fucking Meet the Spartans. Oh, <laughs> uh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, that first one, there, you saw that um, Vladimir is like some like WWE super fan. They're making like some documentary on him uh, for Peacock, I think. Oh, him? The guy in the back there, yeah, with like the tank top, screaming whatever. Oh, him? Yeah. No, fuck him. Fuck him. I want a documentary on this kid. Oh, <laughs> uh, here's a nice compilation. <laughs> Who looked this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Anyway. Looks like he's like jacked up on fucking Mountain Dew. <laughs> he probably is. Yeah. Jesus, oh, God. I love that guy. Um, up next, Goldberg versus Saturn. I think we all know how this one's going to go. That match went way longer than I thought it would. Yeah, I was surprised. Actually, before this, though, they show a, a shot of Vince's dressing room, and it says, Vince, the reason for the ratings, McMahon. Which applies to both then and also now with fucking their current ratings. Yeah. Uh, Sadly, I mean, like, listen. Uh, WWE product is very iffy. 
Well, right I'm going to tell you something about ratings. Ratings don't mean shit today like they used to be. Today, absolutely not. No, I agree. They don't mean shit now. Because There's so much streaming, stuff competing. Yeah. Nobody's watching. No, I mean, nobody's watching TV anymore. So, of course, the ratings are going to go. You're never going to get an 8 or 9 like Raw and fucking Nitro used to get in the fucking uh, 90s. You're mm-hmm. always going to get like a 2 to 3 mm-hmm. because most people are watching streaming services and are not watching television. Mm-hmm. No matter yeah. what. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter what your show is. Unless it's the goddamn Super Bowl in the United States, it ain't happening again no matter what you put out. You could put Jennifer Lopez on TV looking like she did in 2001, shaving her fucking pussy while, while, while I don't know, fucking Britney Spears and goddamn Katy Perry make out in the background uncensored, and that's not going to get as good of a rating as anything in the 90s because we didn't have streaming back then. Yeah. We didn't have... um, YouTube, even. Yeah, we didn't have anything. We had TV. That was it. Dude, and it's, you know, even, like, people like, you know, like us, like, podcasts and stuff, like, shit like that, people are making content as well. So there's so much coming at you from fucking all corners. And now it looks like I'm, like, trying to avoid 74 dicks here, but I'm just like, ugh. Get your gift ready. (laughs) Get your guests ready. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. There's just too much fucking shit to watch. So it's very much now it's like you have to pick and choose. And like, dude, especially even with like, I even will say it myself, like, I have like so much shit on like my Netflix list. Am I going to watch all that stuff? Probably not. I'll watch maybe like not even like 10% of it that's on my list end up in my lifetime. So I mean, I have to make a point every few months to go through my watch later list on YouTube and either <laughs> remove videos that I actually have watched or go ahead and delete them because now I'm not as interested as I was when I added it, even though I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. No, that, that, I, I, that reminds me I should probably do that too. <laughs> well, it's time for what might as well be your fucking main event of the evening since it's the only match they've hyped all fucking night. Yeah, one of a couple, I guess. They did. They, they haven't did. talked about nothing else. They did hype like the main event a bit, like the beginning of the show. It's like, oh, Scott Hall's not in the building yet, guys. And I'm surprised. I'm like, I expect them to hammer that like every fucking match. Like, oh, you're still not here. You're still not here. I was like, wait, are they gonna have like a camera outside waiting for like the limo to pull up or some shit? Well, they might as well have. They would have done a better job than this Vince McMahon cam when Vince never showed. Yeah, and I was like, wait, are they playing the Scott Hall drunk thing? He's like, he's too he's too intoxicated to show up. Oh, God. Well, Eric Bischoff versus Vince McMahon is next. Of course, we know Vince doesn't show up, but I thought for this segment, what we could talk about is what could have happened. Like, yeah, it it definitely is one of those like wrestling what if moments. And I was gonna say even you could even say was this around the time when uh, DX came in with the Jeep and shit? That's why they did this. This was a response to that. Yeah, and dude, imagine that's another what if. What if they were led in the building on Nitro? Yeah, WWF would sue them for appearing for letting Triple H and them appear on TV. Who cares? They were spoiling their fucking results for years. I think I think Eric Bischoff 
and Bruce Pritchard and everybody said it best on their podcast, what would have happened. Mm-hmm. What would have happened is it wouldn't have been nearly as good because there wasn't any animosity between the boys. Mm-hmm. The tape that you would have got had they let them in would have just been like they let them in. Then all the boys would have been hugging and shit. And oh yeah, Kevin Nash would have been there, like oh my god, drink, drinking John. beers. <laughs> They'd have thrown a fucking two sweets. It'd have been a boring fucking. Segment. Bro, it'd be curtain call, but live on national television. Yeah, break the kazafe, brother. But I'm talking about when I say what could have been, what could have been. I'm saying let's look at this segment. Let's rebook this segment. But the only thing we can't change, Vince still does not show up. Now, there's a million ways we could have done something here. We could have had Goldberg run out. Like, he's still not here counting out, you know what I mean? And then, yeah. like, you know, when he said, Vince, come on out, Vince. And then Vincent ran out and got his ass whooped by Eric Bischoff. See, that, like, that would have been decent. Cause, I mean, like, like, they did name him as a shot to Vince McMahon. I mean. <laughs> but, like, they're also NWO, both of them. So, I mean, I don't know. They could have, uh, uh, who cares? It's Virgil. Uh, they could have also did the midget thing where they have like a midget come out bro fuck that just have Ted Turner come out and be like put his hand on his forehead while (laughs) (laughs) or a little kid comes out dressed like Vance and then Eric's got his hand on his forehead while he's Mm -hmm. That's true. And I'm like, why would you make Michael Buffer announce for this? This is, like, useless. You just, well, I'm just saying... He's going to take buttloads to do nothing. Yeah, there was so much they could have done to fill this segment and make it much more interesting than it was. But they didn't do shit, and that's so WCW. Like, yeah, it's just like, oh, he's not here. Start the countdown. And then, like, at least the crowd was into it. They were, like, doing the one, two, whatever, like, doing the ten count. But I mean, like, there you you see what I mean, though. Like, you could have you could have taken you could have taken I don't know fucking Mortis, somebody nobody give a fuck about. So one of the fucking random jobbers in Ravens flock and dressed him up like Vince, and had him come out and bump around a few times for little bitty things, like let Eric Bischoff like make himself look like he's a badass, and then the next week he could come out talking about how he beat the real Vince McMahon and he's a heel, so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. No, I, definitely. I I wouldn't mind that. I think it would have been pretty cool. But also, like, I feel like this is, like, one of the reasons, too, of, like, WCW's downfall. They, why are you always mentioning your competition? Like, that that's the thing, too. It's, like, I get it. You want to, like, you have to, like, take more, like, snide shots instead of, like, openly, directly be, like, this is, oh, Vince McMahon this is the whatever owner of WF. Like, you're basically just, like, outlining their product and doing the whole thing with, like, revealing their, like, spoilers for tape shows. Like yeah, that was it's just, dumb. That was dumb. I think. I think it worked sometimes. It, it probably worked like in ninety six, ninety seven when their product was shit. Sure, but like when when it started getting hotter on this time, like why? Why bother? That's the yeah. problem too. I think. I mean, you want to take shots at competition, cool, but like don't directly acknowledge them. You're just like basically openly naming like half their fucking roster half the time with this stuff. That's what I kind of don't like about it. Before we continue, while we're talking about um, 
about this particular pay-per-view. Let's roll over to WWF Over the Edge 1998, which is the pay-per-view that was happening for the WWF in the month of May. Mm-hmm. It's like the and week after, I think. Let's just see how the WWF card stacks up compared to the WCW card. Now, we're eight matches in. Uh, WWF's card, first of all, only had eight matches. So I'd say let's shave off. Let's let's just wait. We'll, we'll wait and we'll compare. I'll do all seven and then we'll compare main events. Good? Yeah. So no spoilers. Uh, for, the first match was... Uh, LOD 2000, which was, of course, Hawk and Animal with Draws, defeating uh, Disciples of Apocalypse, Eight Ball and Skull. I have no idea who they are. Oh, the fucking Harris Brothers? Nazi motherfuckers? I remember them in TNA, but I don't remember them anywhere else. Yeah, they were, oh, look, here's two bald guys that are twins, but they're also fucking Nazis. That's great. Oh, well. Fucking racist pigs. Uh, Jeff Jarrett, that's J double F J E double J E double F J A double R E double T whose podcast I love, by the way, we're on episode three of that and I've been listening to that all the fucking time. I still have to check that out, but I've been hearing like such good things about it. Oh, it's amazing, dude. Those first two episodes are great. Uh, defeating Steve Blackman. Mark Miro defeated Sable. And Holy shit. Oh my god, that was the beginning of that stuff. Mm-hmm. That went on until like the summer, I think. And again, SummerSlam was like a tag When match. his wife powerbombed him into oblivion. Dude, Mark Miro got cucked by Sable. That's horrible. I feel bad that is for him. funny. He's doing good for himself now, though. I can't complain. Kayentai, evil! Uh, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, with the Yamaguchi song? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is Choppy Choppy or Pee Pee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They defeated Justin Bradshaw and Taka Minashoko, which Justin Bradshaw, I believe, is JBL, right? I think he was, yeah. I think that was right around the time he just went by Bradshaw. Yeah. And Taka. Taka I think Taka was like against them, and I was like, Swerve, Taka's part of Kaintai, because of course. All of Japanese stay together. Racism. Take to go. Take to go. Man, he's doing well. He's in New Japan now. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the uh, Bullet Club. For, for, for life, baby. For the Intercontinental Championship, Farouk defeated The Rock. Was it by uh, TQ, though? No, it just says defeated. It don't, it don't really tell me anything. Oh, I was going to say, The Rock... Oh, no, 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 my bad. The Rock defeated Farouk, my bad. Yeah, because that was the implosion of the nation, I think. I had some fucking dyslexia just now and read that backwards. Yeah, I guess, like, The Rock left the nation by then, I think? Uh, I'm probably. Yeah, because that was around the time when Owen Hart was part of the nation, I think. Yeah. Enough is enough, and it is time for a change. It was, uh, Kane defeated Vader... Oh, oh, is this the one where Vader was like, I'm just a big fat piece of shit after? I think that was the one. Maybe. I, where, where he got unmasked, I think. Or he, like, we'll, he have to, we'll have to review this pay-per-view sometimes. It's been so long, dude. I don't remember. I'm don't pretty remember sure. Cause I was, yeah. Dude, Vader got fucking ruined in the WWF, man. Uh, the Nation, D'Lo Brown, 
Kama Mustafa, aka the Godfather. Yeah, future Godfather. And Owen Hart uh, yeah, defeated no Degeneration X, Billy Gunn, Road Dog, and Triple H. And then uh, that's okay. So so far, looking at the match, just the matches alone, I'm about half and half. Half of this card that I have seen, I know is better than these seven matches we've reviewed so far. Mm-hmm. But the other half, I don't know. Like, I'd like to see The Rock and Farouk again. I'd check that out. I wouldn't uh, mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Kane and Vader so much. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe. Uh, that first match with LOD 2000, I'm going to pass on that one. Uh, Jared and Steve Blackman might not have been bad. Yeah. Let me look on ninety. Oh, we got to see Mark Marrow versus Sable again. Sable. Now, Sable was never over. Her titties were over, but she was not. Yeah, that was it. All she had was sex appeal and, like, the grind. She didn't even have any charisma, man. She talked when she was out there like a little kid in a school play. This is for the men who want to be with me? Or, sorry, the ladies who want to be me and the men who come to see me? Ugh, you like, the, the fucking stupid, the grind. But you get what I'm saying. Like, she's, it's like watching a high school play. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's like, not good. Um, but anyway, back to WCW Slamboree. And I'm going to review, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the main event of that pay-per-view versus the main event of this one. And we'll pretend it's Monday Night War, and we'll see which one you would rather watch. Mm -hmm. Up next in the semi-main event, Bret Hart defeated the Macho Man. Oh, yeah. Randy Savage uh, with special referee uh, Roddy Piper. Of course, it had a weird, screwy finish to it. Yeah. Before, though, I actually want to mention one more thing. Um, During the whole Bischoff-McMahon segment, whatever, they were, like, scanning the crowd. And there was a sign that was like, oh, I knew McMahon wouldn't show. He scared Bischoff. And it was on camera. And then Tony Schiavone was like, oh, yeah, well, we knew that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, fucking kiss-ass company, man, Tony Schiavone. Yeah. Yeah. But there were some good signs in this one for the Bret Hart Randy Savage match. So I was like, Hitman World Order was a pretty cool one. Uh, Real Men Wear Kilts. <laughs> and, of course, there's a South Park sign. You know, it says NWO Killed Kenny. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is fucking the 90s, man. Yeah, the 98, like, hottest. dude, New Age Outlaws would wear fucking South Park shirts all the time. Oh, yeah, dude, everybody did. Like, oh, yeah, South everyone had, like, Park a Kenny shirt. All the rage when it first yeah. came out. Like, now it's sta- it's become a staple, so it's, like, there, and it's always going to be there. But it's kind of like the American flag. You just don't see it when you walk past it because you're so used to it. Mm-hmm. Some vet's gonna be real pissed. Me yeah. Um, even Sorry. yeah. Even before this match starts, the whole Michael Buffer introductions are like he forgets to announce Brett Hart's last name. He just goes the Hitman Brett, and I'm like Brett who? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. As you can see, the longer this pay per view goes, the more it starts to unravel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, Dave Meltzer gives that match two and a half stars. I gotta be honest, I didn't really watch all that much of it. I saw I, I saw the end, it was like, okay, and then I got bored and mm-hmm. I fast forwarded to the finish. 
Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was. It was okay to start. I don't know. I just don't like Bret Hart playing a heel here. Like he's playing like some like chicken shit heel. He's like, oh, I'm not gonna get in the ring, whatever. And he has to get Piper to toss him in the ring to start the match. It like, should. Yeah. He should have showed up on Nitro the night after Survivor Series as the hottest babyface in the world. He should have. If I was booking WCW, this motherfucker would have showed up on Nitro the next night, won the world title, and <laughs> fucking went on a fucking tirade. Yeah, I would have had him have the title friggin' here. Like, let the whole Hogan Sting thing happen, whatever that needed to happen, Night Stark in 97, but like. By mid ninety eight, you gotta have you gotta have Bret Hart with the belt. He didn't win. I'd it's like have, a fucking year later. Fuck that! I'd have changed plans and went with Bret. I'm sorry, Sting. I'd have changed plans. I'd you could do Bret Hart Brett. versus Sting. Yeah, there you go. Let's let Bret Hart come out. I don't know. Fucking, there's a million different ways we could rebook it. We'll we'll, we'll yeah. do a show where we book the territory some other yeah. time. But like, if you really want a Bret Hart Randy Savage match, they probably had one or two that were a lot better in the WWF. I'm gonna give you that. Oh yeah, probably. This one was like, oh, it was okay at first, and like fucking Bret Hart's working the injured knee for like so long. I'm just like, okay, like if they had like you know he no, keeps working no. that leg, maybe have you know give Savage like a bit of a hope spot, and then like you know hits him in the fucking knee or something and whatever. Try and give like that like little thing like, you know, like where like he's still working the like heart's still working the knee. Um but Randy Savage, like he's still in there. You can still fight, whatever. Then like, you know, he's waiting for that like big like momentum shift kind of. I think that would work better instead of like Bret Hart working his knee for like fucking twelve minutes. Yeah. And well, the finish fucking sucked too. Yeah, what did happen? I don't even remember. So strange. literally Miss Elizabeth comes out, oh whatever. So basically, she's basically distracting Roddy Piper. They're having words or some shit. Um, and then Bret Hart fucking low blows Macho Man. He, like, I think he had, like, some, like, four object around his hand and, like, smacked the shit out of Roddy Piper. Um, Hogan, a racist piece of shit, um, interferes on behalf of Bret Hart. He basically trips Savage on the other leg. He trips him, like, coming in, boom, you know, like that. And then uh, Bret Hart puts him in the sharpshooter. Taps and then that's it. Well, uh, let's see. Big Dick Dave gave this one two and a half stars. So. I gave it two and a quarter. It could have been a lot better. I mean, I they had like be some. Honest. Yeah, I should have prepared for this <laughs> for this podcast <laughs> yeah. a little better this time. But the longer I watched it, the more I regretted that we chose this topic. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. I thought it was going to get something good. I'm like, oh, 98 WCW, you know, have a great undercard. Um, not this pay-per-view. Not this one. Definitely other pay-per-views have had better undercards and, like, shit main events. But, but it's it's historical because of all the hype around Vince and Eric Bischoff. That and plus the whole thing with Dean Malenko winning the Cruiserway title. I think that's that. This pay-per-view is remembered for those two things. Everything else, fuck that. And especially this main event. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, one thing that is definitely nobody remembers about this pay-per-view is the main event of the evening. It's a tag team match. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall versus The Giant and Sting. Hmm. Well, it's a big, slow Yeah. And now, now it's just on there. paper, that sounds like a pretty good match i mean yeah the whole story going to this was a little weird because literally the week before this the, the giant goes with nwo black and white and then he's like expecting fucking sting 
to like join them. Like, I don't think Sting's going to have any of that. Um, also, weird thing about this. Why is the Wolfpack coming out to the regular NWO theme? Like, does WWE not have the rights? So I was watching this on the network. Do you not have the rights to the Wolfpack theme anymore? Like, what the fuck's going on with that? I don't know. Is is it on anything? Because I haven't watched old WCW in a while. I don't. I think it was on, like, the 2000s stuff. I think. I think. I'll have to double check. But I think it was on, like, the 2000s stuff. Because then Kevin Nash would come out to it, the Wolfpack theme, whatever. I have to see. Also, crazy note, Dusty Rhodes was in the Wolfpack? I know, I forgot about that. I, like, I know what he was part fuck? of, like, original NWO, but, like, Wolfpack? What? Uh, I was going to say, while you look for that, I'm going to go through uh, some some interesting signs I saw in the crowd here. Um, okay. Scott, Scott, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, Scott Hall is mean and sexy. Hmm? <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, there was one sign that said, there was like this big, long fucking sign that says, we worship the ground Hall and Nash walk on for life. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. For life. Oh, Rhode Island is Wolfpack territory. And this is a pretty good one. Sinatra is, was, and always will be NW. <laughs> 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 oh, Strike Sinatra, you savage. <laughs> he did it his way. Literally. Uh, the match ends when uh, Razor Ramon turns on Swerve Alert, bro. I'm like, really? Yeah, and joins, uh, I guess, NWO Black and White. I don't know. Cost them the tag team title. And I guess Dusty Rhodes joins too because he had the black shirt on. He's like, ah, Scott Hall, yeah. baby. And then, like, you just look at Sting's face to end this pay per view, and his face just says it all. He's like, bruh. Bruh. <laughs> bruh. Literally just bruh. That's it. <laughs> it's almost like that Victory Road pay-per-view ending in 2011. I agree. Bullshit. I agree. <laughs> oh, God. Meanwhile, That's one I don't WWF, think we want to review. <laughs> in WWF, their pay-per-view main event was for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> I mean, go put the title in the main event of the pay-per-view. I, I, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Sorry, brother. Hulk Hogan doesn't want to work Sundays anymore. Was also a special referee, which we saw in the previous match. But this was a false count anywhere match for the WWF Championship when Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Dude Love Mick Foley to oh, retain the classic. title. The special referee was Vince McMahon. This is prime. That's where Vince was. He, he, he was. Dude, that was yeah. The paper is a pay per view right after Mania. The whole this is the start of the Austin era right here. Yeah. Man, there that was a really good pay per view main event. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that was like a, like over the edge like that. Like ninety eight version was pretty much known just for that match though. Yeah, I mean the rest of that show is meh, but like most of this show was meh. I don't know. Though. Yeah. The main event's dope, and it's got, like, dope matches sprinkled throughout it. But WWF in the Attitude Era, I'm going to be real, kind of sucked. Yeah, looking back on it now, but I feel like that was the era that was more about entertainment and story and characters rather than, like, you know, putting on, like, long matches. Let me put it this way, guys. You had to be there. Yeah, absolutely. It was much better when when it was live. Yeah. And that goes the same for Slamboree and WCW, which uh, yeah. 
we uh, we said we've reviewed and uh, yeah, now we've done it. Uh, so next month is June. What are mm-hmm. we doing next month? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I told you about this one. June. Um, you know what? Let's do it. I, one of my favorite pay per views of all time. Um, ECW One Night Stand 2005. All right. Well, there you go, folks. We're gonna look. We're gonna do ECW One Night Stand 2006. Uh, 2005, not 2006. <laughs> I don't want the sci-fi relaunch. I mean, it was okay, but it's nothing compared to the first one. No, I'm going to overrule you. We're going to do the greatest ECW pay-per-view of all time. December to Dismember. Oh, God. A, a show that really shows you what extreme championship wrestling was all about. No, you mean WWECW was all The about. good one. Yeah, that's right. Not that shitty pre-launch, but that, that oh, good one. <laughs> Oh my god. You had to be like high as a kite to appreciate December December 2006. Literally. I, I was. Yeah. And every time I make somebody watch it, it's always really good. But no, yeah. we're going to watch One Night Stand 2005. And, the, uh, the, probably the best ECW pay-per-view ever, I'd say. How long ago was that? That was 16 years. Shit. That pay-per-view could get a driver's license in the United States right now. It could get one here, too. Not really. You got to be sixteen. I thought you had to be like. I thought. I figured in Canada it'd be like twelve or some shit. No. Like, well, at least here it's more tiered. So like sixteen, you get um, your G one. So it's like a written test, and with that, like you can drive with someone who has you know X amount of experience. So it's like mm. driving with your parents, whatever, and then you go for the G two, which is a, like a road test, and that gives you more like freedom, whatever. Then you get the full G license, which is more like it's like a road test, but you also do highway stuff and all these other shit. And that's like your full license after that. You have to get your full G license in five years. In America, it's at, I don't know how it is now because I don't have kids, don't want any. But uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, um, the it was at 15, you got your learner's permit, and that's where you could drive, but you had to have somebody over maybe 18, 21, one of the two. I don't mm-hmm. remember because when I had my learner's permit, I didn't give a fuck. I drove anyway. And uh, nobody gave a fuck in Mississippi back in those days. As long as you had your learner's permit, if you got pulled over, all they'd tell you is, go home. (laughs) And then by the time you got home, they've already called your parents. I lived in a small town, so by the time you got home, they've already called your parents and told them what you did, and then you're going to be in trouble. (laughs) And shit. But... um, uh, at 15, you get your learner's permit, and then at 16, you can get your driver's license. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a totally different thing. Um, Ours is much more tougher to get. They make you, all they really do for a driver's license is a cop gets in the car with you, and then you drive her around the block, and, you know, through a few red lights, she makes sure, and then she gives you a grade. I almost had a fucking head-on collision on my driver's test when I was Holy 16. shit. I pulled into the wrong lane of traffic and went into incoming traffic instead of going, like, like there's two lanes. You know, you pull in, you go this way because this traffic's coming this way. Yeah. I went this way into the incoming traffic. Oh, my God. And the cop was screaming at me and everything. I hurried up and got over real quick, and then she sat down and she did on a piece of paper and showed me what I did wrong, and I was like, yes, ma'am, I'm sorry, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I understand that. And I got my license. I almost killed the bitch. You almost got yourself killed. Yeah, and you're I, good enough to go on the road. It's okay. And I got my license. 
I'll show you amazing. what a fucking joke that test is. That's fucking amazing. Oh my god. Well, folks, thank you for tuning in to this month's edition of Wrestling. Mm. Gunsradio.com presents it's Wrestling. Yeah. Um, just also a side note, but since we're doing one night stand uh, next month, um, find don't watch on the network because it's not the same with like because they, they dubbed over like the greatest fucking entrance of all time. Um, I would definitely find like uh, an old uh, clip of this one or what I'm going to do actually, Dustin, is send you the redubbed version from some fans uh, online who basically okay. redubbed all over um, ECW's old stuff. So they have the music, the commentary, all that shit's intact. Um, nice. Yeah. So definitely find um, it, the, the, the re-CW project or you can just find like a torrent, like a, a DVD, like torrent, like some, like a, yeah, torrent or the actual DVD itself, whatever. I would say find that because you're going to want it with the proper music intact, not overdubbed bullshit. Right, right. So it's ECW, brother. Come on. The ECW was, you know, had the fucking music. HAW, where we don't care about copyright logs. We outlaw. Dude, they got away with that shit somehow. I don't know how. They don't do but... They ain't got no fucking money. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> bro, bro, these motherfuckers are playing Andrew Sandman on TNN. <laughs> what the fuck are you going to do? Sue <laughs> Okay, we got a fucking money. <laughs> Metallica should run after them, not Napster. Fuck. Fuck Metallica, man. <laughs> Anything that costs them money, I'm all for. But yeah, we'll look forward to next month. And uh, But something to look forward to that's not a month away is this Monday, live on GunsAndRadio.com, Facebook, and YouTube, it will be episode 100 of the Guns and Radio podcast. So we hope you'll come over and check that out and join us uh, live. And of course, if you can't make the live stream in its place, will uh it will it will it will guns and radio will be posted later that night in in its rightful place yeah, later on night our, or the next day you'll can find it probably on like on on your podcast platform it depends like on how late it is when we finish this yeah because we got a lot of shit planned for it um we got some uh, guests and stuff coming along joining us for a bit there um it's gonna be a fun time it's gonna be you know a celebration of like uh, all this awesome shit we've done with this show so damn straight so yeah We'll see you Monday, and until then, I'm Dustin Bone. And I'm Chris Caputo. We'll see you Monday, and we're going to see you on the next episode of Rashlin' Guns and Radio Style, or Guns and Radio presenting Rashlin' for the one, two, three. <laughs> now go two, the fuck home! Too sweet! <laughs>